And we're back. Our third episode of Reasons Why Aliens Will Never Invade Earth podcast. And our guest tonight was born in the Civil War in, in Lebanon. He's a descendant survivor of the Armenian Genocide. He's also a peace ambassador, music composer, and get this, pet psychologist. He has an upcoming book named Fake Peace and True Peace. Currently, he lives in Philadelphia, where of course I'm from. <laughs> and we received the Peace Building Artist Award. And he received the Extraordinary Ability Green Card from the United States Citizenship and Immigration Service. Waiting backstage, I'm proud to introduce my next guest, musician, <laughs> musical composer, Peter Jam. Right. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. How are you doing, Stanley? I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Uh, great introduction. Yeah, we had a little bit of, uh, I got flustered because we almost didn't have any audio like a second beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. So tell us, about, glad tell us a little bit about you. Yes, yes. Um, as you mentioned, I was uh, born in Beirut and I'm uh, Armenian, uh, Lebanese Armenian. Um, uh, my grandpa was a survivor of the Armenian genocide, so I'm the descendant. And actually, his name is also Peter. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, so he was a survivor of the Armenian genocide, um, and uh, and me, I'm a survivor of the Lebanese civil war, which was '75 till '91. Uh, uh, I was born in the '80s, so I was born in the midst of the civil war. And Get some connection uh, issues. Hold on. All right. We're having some connection issues with you right now. We're going to try to keep try to get you back on in a few seconds. That's the problem with the internet. It doesn't always work. And of course, it doesn't always work when you need it the most, uh, which is right now. Are yeah. you still there? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, I'm here. So um, you released two albums. Tell me yeah. about them. Yes, yes. Uh, well, actually, um, I was so much convinced not to release any albums. <laughs> I don't know why I was like that. I was thinking that I should get um, um, like a label or, you know, something like that. And then I was thinking to release an album over a decade ago because I had the band from my school days, like late 90s. Uh, and then we started recording uh, like every couple of years, couple of songs. Um, till 2008, 2009, I already had like, you know, uh, the, the ingredients of uh, an album, like uh, songs that it can be put in an album. But I was never convinced to release an album. I was thinking like, oh, there will be a label, I will make a deal and then release. But um, after starting, started to tour around the, uh, the world, especially to the States mostly in the beginning, um, I realized that uh, I should drop something in the market. I showed to lots of A&Rs and producers and they all liked it when they said like, you should do something, you should put something on the market and start something. So when I went back to Beirut, this is exactly 10 years ago, a little bit over 10 years ago, uh, uh, like a decade uh, talk. <laughs> so I <laughs> my my very first album, actually it should be somewhere here. Oh yeah, it's here. So I wanted to also show to the audience uh, my my albums. So this yeah, one, your, freeze, uh, your video is a little frozen. So oh okay, uh, but but we can still hear you clearly though. Yeah yeah I can see you yeah. So so I remember when we first met. 
Yeah. And um, I'll I'll come full screen so that you can try to adjust and get you back. Uh, yeah. All, uh, trying to see wise and it's fix your video. I mean, get your yeah, get your video back from being frozen. But yeah. I remember when we first met. You were going on a tour. Yeah. And if I'm correct, your tour was to go around the world. Yeah. To uh, bring peace. Yes, that was uh, actually just after the album because I released the album uh, in 2010 and 2011. Uh, suddenly, I had a. Are you with me? I'm still with you. I'm watching. Okay, okay, cool. So I continue the story. <laughs> so, yes. uh, so after the the I did the album and I released actually in 2010, end of 2010. In 2011, I kind of got a calling for this song to um, to do uh, something like different. I was always thinking about the audiovisual thing, and you know, YouTube was kind of. Uh, you know, on the on the rising, and um, I was thinking I can do something audiovisual and put it on the online and try to make more connections uh, to get the message out there, and it can be more inspiring. Because the most important thing, uh, even before my album, uh, there was the title of "Positive Message Through the Power of Music, Art, and Speech." Okay. So I wanted to put. Um, my 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 speech or my lyrics and my uh, music uh, all mixed together to inspire people because I I thought that it can be inspiring uh, 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 to uh, to get my message of peace and I'm coming from a war zone uh, to uh, kind of to know war uh, if if I always say that if somebody is uh, is survivor of a disease. Okay. Uh, they will they will know the worth of uh, being healthy more than just regular people because also i have i've been a uh, 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 survivor or thriver of cancer uh, <laughs> so that also helped me to take care of myself better like eat more healthy stuff and maybe we can go back i'm not gonna mix up the subject but uh, no, so 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 basically you're telling me that you you're a cancer survivor but yes. you still go around the world trying to spread peace yeah, in the process of going around the world to spread peace, you became a, a, a vegan. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, first we were talking about like going to Europe and without any budget and playing my peace song in different uh, center cities around the world, around Europe first and first and foremost. And I thought like I can do maybe six seven cities and make a video and put it out there and try to talk about it. That oh I did this without the budget and I was I just want to put my message out there. So, uh, uh, but, uh, but I guess this was kind of a law of attraction. It's just like, you know, the domino effect wise, people started to see me out there and like trying to uh, help out and, you know, sometimes, and I never stayed in hotels, you know, like people started to invite me, like I make, you know, like I just write to you and I say like, hey, uh, Stanley, I'm coming to uh, Arizona or wherever you are, uh, San Francisco or Philly or whatever. Um, uh, I want to do this video, just like you know, three minutes video in your city. Okay. Do you think that you know you can help me? I can say, yeah, sure. You can come and crash on my couch, and and maybe I can come with you, and we can take a shot together. And I had a little handy cam, like this is decade decade ago, right? So, right. Uh, so I uh, this this kind of friends all around the world, and especially in Europe, because uh, I started in Europe, and uh, then also in the states and uh, other countries. Uh, different countries, Eurasian countries. Um, I started to do like different shots, 
But already I put the video out there of the Europe Peace Tour, but then it went out 40 countries and I got uh, recognized by UPF, which is a, a United Nations affiliated organization to get okay. an uh, ambassador for peace title. And actually this was my first ever uh, diploma or citation because <laughs> I was out from school at ninth grade. So I never went to a university, but right now, I get invited to universities to actually, um, you know, to do speeches and to do courses and initiatives in different universities, and which I'm so inspired to do, uh, to show uh, people that uh, regardless, uh, uh, like your background and what you do, eventually, what if you want, you okay. can. That's that's the song, you know. The so song. how does the whole? How long does the whole process take? Because I mean. It sounds like it all happened really fast, but it sounds like it's a, it, 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 it took time. Yeah. So this is what I was talking to you. It's like around two, three years in the beginning. Okay. And then about the, the vegan thing was I was invited to Germany after, after I became ambassador for peace and after a year or two uh, to, um, uh, to work in animal rights and also to play my peace song for this, uh, let's say, you know, uh, groups. Uh, but... Uh, I I didn't understand well in the beginning what is to be vegan. I thought like maybe I was prejudgmental or I was saying, oh, this is too extreme. I don't want to be, I don't want to like miss my cheese or ham or whatever. But <laughs> now, now yeah. here's a question for you. Yeah. I'm a meat eater. What's that? So how does a meat eater like myself oh, yeah. Yeah. switch from, you know, burgers and, and, and ribs to, you know, just a vegan appetite, a vegan diet? Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, uh, I wouldn't call it vegan diet. I would call plant-based diet because okay. uh, vegan is a lifestyle. And in the lifestyle, uh, for me, it's most important thing is the, is the ethicalism and the spirituality. So it's not about only about what is your food, but where it is coming from. It is coming from uh, a living living being, and it's not like living uh, only only a, a, a living plant, but a living being that that bleeds, that sees and hears and okay. everything like you and me. So I would think that it's so much different than eating plants or, you know, like a fruit will fall down the tree, you know, even if you don't cut it off. But the animal uh, mostly that we are eating, they are not just dying in the street and okay, we are eating uh, both ways they are dying. but. We know that 99%, if not more, if not all, it's being slaughtered, and I'm against slaughtery because <laughs> I all think. Right, so, so I guess it's so I guess it's safe to say, you being in Philadelphia, yes, you've never had a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, actually, in um, uh, over a decade ago, when I came, um, the very first time I came to Philly, I I ate the Philly cheesesteak. Back in those days, I wasn't uh, vegan or vegetarian or whatever. Okay, all right. So you yeah. had one. This what was you think? beginning of my career. But you know, as I ate that one, and now I eat uh, uh, again Philly vegan cheesesteak. I don't see that there was a big difference because in Philly, you know, I believe that there are lots of creative minds, and uh, I believe that uh, there is nothing impossible, and they are doing amazing job here. Lots of vegan restaurants and places that I'm like so much in love of vegan junk food. <laughs> so I eat vegan junk food uh, in many places here, which is really like burgers and steaks and che uh, cheese steaks and so, all of those stuff. Yeah. 
So this is a question. This po- and I don't want to get too far off. I'm going to go back to the, the yeah, accomplishments yeah. you've made in life. But yeah. in my opinion, if you are eating um, like a vegan burger, all right. What's that burger called? The uh, Incredible Burger or something or whatever it's called. You want, you want meat? I know it's not meat. It's plant based. Yeah, but, but what, it's wouldn't that be beyond meat? The name, yeah, yeah, beyond meat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't yeah. that be the epitome of processed food? Because I mean, it's been processed and made look like a burger. Yes, yes. I don't mind. You know, uh, I'm not uh, with the processed or non-processed. Processed and non-processed. It's our selfish need that I want to be healthy. Right? But right. but my veganism is not based on that. Even though I'm a cancer survivor, uh, my veganism is based on the other. It's uh, the other, the animal is important for me. The animal so, shouldn't be slaughtered. The animal shouldn't be abused. The the mother cow should, shouldn't be away from the 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 baby cows because mother is mother is a cow is a human is a monkey whatever it is. Okay, let's let's go back to what we were talking about before. So my mm-hmm. question, which I usually ask all my guests, yes. is and in your case, your case is about peace. Yes, is the re- is the lack of peace the reasons why aliens will never invade? earth um uh probably maybe maybe it's the reverse because uh many times when i think about the aliens i don't think that uh i think about them that they are intelligent beings so whatever i have studied that if because you know people always ask if if there it, it is real if it is real you know so okay if we go away from that, that, that argument or conversation, if they are real or not, let's say they are real and we, we want to believe Okay, it. let's say they are real. Exactly, yeah. So I believe if they are real, it means that uh, they are uh, intelligent beings. So they are okay. not these violent beings and they're going to come and invade the earth and they will, they're going to destroy us, you know. So that's how I believe. And recently, uh, when we were ch- chatting uh, on the phone, I was telling you about the war that's happening in, in, in Armenia that happened recently. So yes. uh, Armenia didn't have anybody to help. You know, like supposedly Russia should help. They didn't help. Nobody helped. And the neighboring country kind of occupied, you know, some land. And also 150,000 people were stranded. And there are lots of informations about this. But uh, as Armenian, I was telling, like, uh, we should... We should ask um, other people, like Americans or French, okay. or and they were like sometimes demonize you. Oh, you're gonna be like friends with the West. Oh, you're gonna East or whatever. And I was saying like, guys, let's be friends with aliens. Let's bring aliens and <laughs> our people. You know, our Hold people that are being attacked. Hold that thought, Peter. We gotta yeah. take a we gotta take a minute break. All right, and so take a break, have some water, and we'll yeah. be back in a few seconds. Okay. Awesome. awesome. All right. Yes. <laughs> Oops. <sighs> Been watching TV for a while. Could you get me some water, please? Sure. Do you want water in a nondescript bottle? Or would you like it in your caught misbehaving mug? Why are you saying nondescript bottle? I'm confused. Because we don't have a sponsor. Oh, that's right. We have a sponsor. Uh, so I guess you can't eat none of your nondescript ice cream. Nope, because I really want some ice cream but I gotta get it from a nondescript container. Wow, I mean, it seems kind of strange that we're saying nondescript. What do we have to do to change that? Get a sponsor. A what? A sponsor! Oh, and that's why we have this little gap in between so that a- Sponsor. Can fill in the blanks. And we don't have to say nondescript anymore. We could say 
Sponsor. Instead of? Nondescript. But instead we keep saying Nondescript. <laughs> Thank you for uh, tuning in with us and uh, we hope to find a sponsor really soon. soon. And we're back to our program. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Peter Jam, a musician, a musical composer, a pet behavior specialist, and a peace ambassador. Let me have said that twice, and if I did, then okay. But the guy is just brilliant, and I'm glad to have him on here. And hello, Peter. Welcome back. Sorry we had to take a break so we can, we can, some point in our life, drop in commercials and get sponsors so we can do this and every single day. But I, I really do want to thank you because um, you reached out to me a long time ago. Yes. You saw the segments I used to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I get this you know, message from this guy. He's like, Peter Jam. I'm like, well, who the heck is Peter mm -hmm. Jam? I love the name, though. Peter yeah. Jam, you know? Yeah. And I keep thinking of Jimmy Jam, but Peter Jam is completely different. <laughs> and you are... So tell me, let's go back to this whole... We were talking about, you know, if aliens were real, because yeah. I firmly believe... I firmly yeah. believe that somewhere in space, there's a huge billboard that says, do not visit the big blue, the big blue ball. Or at least if you're going to fly by, just peek, but don't don't stop. All right. All right. First of all, let me tell you about my name. Jam is Jambazian. So it's the Armenian name. I made it shorter. So uh -huh. also they can know that, you know, my real name is Peter. Peter is Peter, but it's the Jambazian. So the very first time when I was coming to the States, when I get when I got my Philly cheesesteak that back in those times before being big. <laughs> so whenever I say about uh, in a, in I got invited also to like you know radio interviews or whatever. So whenever I say Jambazian, they, they they don't they cannot pronounce. It's like a little bit hard. I can understand them, you know. So I made it kind of easy. So we shortened it <laughs> to okay. make this jam, you know, like J A M. So whenever I tour now, I said just say Peter Jam. It's like Jelly Jam. PeterJam.com. You can go and everybody can search and find me, and we can get in touch. And you know, it it can be easy. We have to make things easier. Uh, Why don't you make um like a line of jams, like Peter Jams? Exactly. You know, we have grape jams and, and, you know, and raspberry as, jams. Yeah, as long as it's vegan, I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> it's gonna be made in Philly. <laughs> well, you know, let's let's talk about that for a bit because is Philadelphia cream cheese made in Philly? Uh, well, Philadelphia, I guess, has lots of uh, amazing stuff. And yeah, but the question is, yes. is Philadelphia brand cream cheese made in Philadelphia? Um. That is a strong question, you know? The answer is no. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had a doubt that it is no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going towards no, and I was like, okay, wait a minute, you know, like. You know, it's kind of like when you, you have a, your friend named Tiny, but he's really like really big, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you have that guy named Sleepy, but he's always awake. Exactly. You know? So it's always something reverse. There's something interesting yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and Philadelphia is a special city. It really is. Tell me your experience of living in Philadelphia because you live in downtown Center City, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's very interesting when, um, you know, after my vegan experience and my second album when I released in 2014 and 2015, I was touring for this album. And uh, I came to Florida and I had a friend there uh, who has an organization called Art Army, Change Through Art. So mm -hmm. we were doing together with art and music and, you know, bringing like, you know, bringing about the change and stuff. And um, and I guess eventually uh, I ended up in Philly because I got a status called um, Artists with Extraordinary Abilities with the Art Army. So in the beginning, it was uh, 
non-immigrant status. But then when I first came to Philly, uh, the Philly Inquirer wrote about me and I got a citation from the city hall as peace building artist. So uh, after that, uh, I got automatically a green card on uh, artists with extraordinary abilities uh, from the US government. Yeah, look that up. That's an interesting. It's a, yeah. um, there's a visa or a green card. Now, as a green card, you're, you're a citizen now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this year, or I guess end of this year, or beginning of next year, in a year maximum, I will get my passport, uh, American passport, also. So, did you have to like study, or they just said, "Hey, you know what? You're good at what you do. Here's a green card." Uh, well, as I was telling in, in Florida, first I got uh, artists with extraordinary abilities, but that right. was different status, which was a non-immigrant. So that was non-immigrant status. So after I started touring and I came to Philly. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer and the uh, the citation from the city hall. Uh, I guess that was kind of um, good enough uh, to show that um, I'm. Uh, I like to be, you know, like part of this community here and the people of uh, the United States. And they were seeing also something, and I was appreciating that that they see me to uh, prosper in whatever I'm doing as a peace building artist. And I believe that I have a lot of work to do in, as a peace building artist in the States, um, starting in Philly also. And, you know, I've been over 25 states, uh, but uh, always uh, I get like different kind of inspirations, how we can uh, do okay. building uh, campaigns or even uh, about e entire education. I always question why we don't have peace building or nonviolent. Uh, like, you know, two days ago, it was the MLK day, right? MLK yes. Is one of my highest heroes, you know, like Mahatma Gandhi. Tell me about it. Why? Yeah, Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King are the highest uh, standards that I always look and learn and study because those two, um, uh, like, uh, let's say, figures, they were, they are non nonviolent uh, 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 activists that made made it work. Nonviolent okay. as a way, which you know, in this day and age, people start to believe more and more in violence than non-violence because they see that violence work working faster faster so, you know so let's talk about that for a minute because if you watch tv now yeah you watch the internet and you watch social media yeah you would think that the world is extremely violent and my take on it is and how it has been that it's not any more violent than it was before it's just now we have so many different ways of seeing it it appears to be more yes yes but the thing of it is that i believe uh, whoever uh, these guys were were fighting non-violently with non-violent disobedience and you know the lots of inspiration that they had like deep love with whatever they are doing and and they made it work you know from Mahatma Gandhi to Martin Luther King even John Lennon you know and these guys dedicated their lives for this mission and uh, they are they are always true inspirers, like uh, all around the world, to show that this this works. Uh, because as I was saying, uh, day and day, people day day after day, people see that I guess violence is working more than one violence. If you're gonna make things happen, okay, you can just like you know use violence, but okay, uh, that is not in tune in our, for in with our uh, consciousness and entire being as human beings and as. Um, uh, as our spiritual self, e even ethical self, and all of those things, and and we and uh, I say in my on my album, uh, peace starts with you and me, my friend. Here, so it starts with me. I start with myself. You know, if I believe in violence, uh, 
How can I want others to have peace? Because my belief of violence will reflect on others. So I have to start with myself, right? So how do you deal with social media and all the negatives? Because here's what I found. Yes. On social media is that yes. people say they want happy stories. They want stories that make them feel good. Yeah. So, when you, but when you post a story that makes people feel good, there is very little involvement. However, yeah. if you post a story that has something just bananas and violent and crazy, yeah. people are over it. Yes. Yes. What is that? I, uh, yeah, that is uh, on uh, on on exact point because there are. Uh, however, I've been into the media. It's always based on two things: sex and violence. Whatever is, is is tuned with sex and violence, people start to go as if people's yes. brains, brains are kind of tuned to that because it's a survival mode. The survival mode and instinctual mode that we have, like you know, sex and violence. Just see any forest if you're gonna see National Geography. You know how lions live. You know, as if we are living like the you know like in the middle of uh, the forest with the lions. Yeah. You know, and but we we say that oh we are civilized. Look what, what I'm wearing. You know, we have to uh, respect each other and blah 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 blah. That's why in my book I talk about fake peace and true peace. So yeah. it's very important. The word peace is so much politically correct way used a lot. You know, just people say say peace peace peace, but what is real peace? Because whatever peace we, we we talk about, it's so much in in it that it is so much. Uh, the fake peace than the true peace, because true peace has justice, has yes. uh, has real human rights. It starts with myself. It starts with my beliefs, and there is lots of forgiveness. You know, lots of things about about those. But not to change the subject, what you asked, uh, I suffered from the same thing too. And um, to get people inspired to see or to go that way, because as I was saying previously, also about peace building. Um, or peace education, let's say. Yes. Uh, in the United yes. United Nations Foundation, I asked in front of all the ambassadors, I said, uh, why don't we have peace education in the schools? We have mathematics, we have science, we have all of those things which are very important. Why we don't have non-violence communication or peace education and those That's things? Good point. Yeah. So, That's a very good point. I mean, every year, January 18, you know, it's a national holiday. Everybody puts, you know, posters of uh, MLK and his quotes, quotes, quotes. But at the same time, we don't have a school uh, of MLK that goes in the entire country and kind of makes mandatory inside the schools to teach MLK's ideology, which is nonviolence. Well, because so, we have some people who don't want to see, you know, they don't want to see peace. They want to see things in turmoil. Exactly. And as long as things are in turmoil, they feel like they have control. So, yeah. you know, and I'm not a, a Bible thumper, but remember yeah. the Bible, there's a first Bible that says peace, the, the world will declare peace, 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 and then the end will come. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I guess if we actually had true peace, I guess we'd be worried about the world coming to an end. But I mean, yeah. it's, just, I like the idea of having a, 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 a education that yeah. deals with peace and how yeah. to, you know, like I have on my wall, uh, nonviolence from the Martin Luther King uh, Museum in Atlanta. And I go by that. You know, wow. I posted it on my Twitter and Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. And also, you know, living in the States, there is something very, very important. Uh, everything is for sale. 
everything. You know, when I was living in LA for a short time, uh, there was a church on the corner of my uh, street that I was living in Los Feliz. One day when I went out, the church was for sale. As I'm coming uh, from Lebanon and Armenian, you know, Armenians are first Christian nation. And I know what does it mean church for me. And we have like, you know, 17, 1800 years old uh, churches. Uh, uh -huh. We fought for that, you know, like we to keep those uh, like ancient uh, holy places, you know, but uh, I started to see that everything is for sale and eventually uh, how much money you're making and uh, are you making more money from vegan products or non-vegan products or animal industry? Are you making more more money from wars and uh, weapon industry or are you making more money from uh, Peter Jam and Stanley talking about peace? Which one is making more, you know, so it's all based on what sells first. So that is yeah, it's the bad part about human rights and our ethicalism. That is the yes. my my thing. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. The bad part about that, and which drives me insane, is that everything in this world is for sale. And yeah. I always I was talking to uh to someone the other day and I said, you know, I had a, a vision a while back that said that instead of having money, we should have a barter system where we instead of exchanging cash, yeah. we did something for someone. So yeah. You don't give me money. You give me something that I can use, and I'll give you something that you can use. Yeah. And then it takes out the whole money part because there's songs out right now about how people are just money, 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 and it's all you can think about. Yeah. But on that note, we got to take another break. All right. Um, we're going for another minute. We got to do it. Well, a couple more. Days. We got to we got to not pay the bills. <laughs> all right. But I wanted to make sure that before we switched off, that we you know we had a chance to get that part out. But think about that for a minute, and we'll come back right. to you. Sure. <sighs> Been watching TV for a while. Could you get me some water, please? Sure. Do you want water in a nondescript bottle, or would you like it in your caught misbehaving mug? Why are you saying nondescript bottle? I'm confused. Because we don't have a sponsor. Oh, that's right. We have a sponsor. Uh, so I guess you can't eat none of your nondescript ice cream. Nope. Because I really want some ice cream, but I gotta get it from a nondescript container. Wow, I mean, it seems kind of strange that we're saying nondescript. What do we have to do to change that? Get a sponsor. A what? A sponsor! Oh, and that's why we have this little gap in between so that a... Sponsor! ...can fill in the blanks. And we don't have to say nondescript anymore. We could say... Sponsor! Instead of... Nondescript. But instead we keep saying... Nondescript. <laughs> Thank you for uh, tuning in with us and... Uh, we hope to find a sponsor soon. really soon. And we're back to our program. So we got to make some more of these. That was our very first one. Uh, our producer, Jace, who's usually watching, tells us that we need to do these. So we can drop in some ads somewhere down the line. If we, Because right. just so you know, people, these will be on um, podcasts. They'll be on An uh, Anchor FM, who allowed us to use their platform. And you'll be able to find these on Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, uh, and a few other ones that you can download and subscribe to. But we also ask that you subscribe and so you can get notifications when the next one comes up. And again, we're talking to a musical composer and uh, animal behaviorist, who we're going to talk about that next, uh, Peter Jam. And he's with us right now. Hello, Peter, again. All right, all right. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird doing these. See, we used to do these nonstop. Yeah. The last two were nonstop. And then I get a phone call going, dude, we got to, yeah. if you want to get some advertisers, you need to have a spot we can drop them in at. Sure. So we did that in one take, yeah. Um, and we didn't do a whole bunch of them. We actually did like 
three before we got it right. And we were surprised that we got it right and we just posted it. So there it is. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So That's tell cool. me what it, yeah. see, when I think of pet behaviorists or dog behaviorists, I think of like the dog whisperer. Or are yeah. you, in fact, a dog whisperer? <laughs> Some people say so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I guess it's, uh, it's some of one of my passions that uh, once I started to uh, live in Philly, I made that reality. So um, uh, so I, when I started to live in Philly, I was, uh, I was always wanting to work with dogs, you know. And I started to pet sit and walk dogs and, you know, but I, I already knew about training. But at the same time, I went to Scranton um, and studied uh, to become a professional dog trainer instructor. And then okay. I took the course of pet psychology from the UK. And actually, uh, uh, um, more than a year or so in 2019, uh, mid-19, I, uh, I got like uh, graduated uh, from the second one. And uh, actually, in the beginning of the pandemic, I have started my own business of uh, uh, dog training and uh, instructing and pet psychology in Center City, Philly. And actually, I have my card here, which is the Magic Dogs. So, uh, so this is the Magic Dogs. For uh, it's kind of now it's just based in Philly that I do uh, the dog training. I will try to put it again, so people can see MagicDogs.net. So this is it, MagicDogs.net. So, uh, so that's my uh, thing. What I'm doing in Philly, and I'm really, really glad that I am. Uh, uh, working with with dogs believe me it's uh, it's so much more enjoyable for me to work with with dogs than humans <laughs> so ah. it's really fun to work with dogs uh, even though there are lots of uh, different types of dogs different psychological issues whatever it is the main difference between humans and dogs dogs are 100% honest with you whatever they are they are you know but humans uh, you can not just rely on energy. You, you cannot rely on how their behavioral patterns are because they might say something different, you know, and it can, you know, it can mess up everything. <laughs> so that is the main difference that uh, uh, dogs are always honest. And well, my dog, my dog lied to me all the time. So <laughs> you know, my dog would tell me stuff and then it turned out it wasn't true. <laughs> I, I, so don't I don't know that, about how truthful dogs are because mine was he was my dog was a pathological liar. He just lied about everything. <laughs> I don't think he he can lie on me. I I can <laughs> read, lots of dogs I can read on the streets and I can tell how the energy of the dog is and how their behavioral things are. And usually I do sometimes um, you know like for a first session like consultation even free session yeah. to tell the owner. Sometimes I tell them things that they never told me, you know, <laughs> about the dog. And we work on it in a few weeks, and there's, like, lots of inspiring stories. And I, I did an Instagram page uh, about Magic Dogs Net. I put videos, and recently also this year I opened the YouTube page just recently um, about uh, uh, the before-after little videos, inspiring videos. And I believe uh, my optimal goal is to create communication to a higher level communication with the owners because we as owners we think that dogs are like us meanwhile dog senses are totally different than us 
and we will we try to judge on everything that they are doing according on how human to human does but in the dog world it's totally different <laughs> so, so i i believe that dogs want to take over the world so if you teach them how to become uh, how to really communicate then wouldn't that be their first next step in taking over the world uh, well, as long as we're talking about dogs and aliens, I guess both of them are so much more positive than the rulers yeah. around the world right now. You know, like I would be trusting so much on them other than whatever leader we're talking around the world now. <laughs> That's crazy news as we can hear. <laughs> well, you know, it has been crazy. Um, it's been crazy for years. It's, yeah. uh, you know, and things may or may not get better. We don't know. We, don't we have know. to take it one step at a time. We don't know what but, we but I do believe that you know peace is important. Yeah. And that's something that yeah, everybody wants, but but nobody everybody wants peace until you give it to them and then they want something else. Exactly. I mean, uh uh I whenever I talk about peace, I always say that peace comes with justice. And what is justice if we don't know about uh, at least like universal declaration of human rights, you know, who teaches those? Who knows about those? Uh, who, th who thinks that those things are mandatory, even though uh, all around the world, all the nations around the world, uh, they signed that they're going to implement. And most of them, they don't implement because they teach other things in the schools. That's why I say, I say like peace education or nonviolent communication so important in the schools. It, it should be basic. And uh, when we talk about America, I always talk about MLK. I don't talk about anybody else. Okay. Uh, I respect and love over a lot of like heroes in the American history, maybe, but MLK made nonviolence happen, and this doesn't happen always. So this person had this much of like high faith, you know, high spirituality. Like this person is pure source of love that pushing and giving people this energy, this motivation to believe in and to reach to the civil rights that whatever happened. But even though these people get help us to reach. But okay. I, don't think, I don't think we owe them a lot and we owe ourselves a lot because they work for people, for, for us. Well, peace comes, peace, it doesn't come without a cost. And most people don't want to put in the work to, uh, to work for peace. It, it takes a lot of work to make things peaceful. You can't yes. just, you know, you don't have a peaceful day just because yes. you wake up and it's peaceful. You have to put in the work for it. And in our society, yes. we as a whole have to put in the work to, to generate peace in the world, which is the hardest thing in the world for people to do, because they say they don't, they say they want peace, but then their actions dictate differently. Exactly. So uh, in my book, actually, I have a chapter, something close to this, which I talk about peace being active, not passive. When people think that it is passive, they are wrong. Peace needs activism. You have to be active to it. You have to do something. You just have to like, you know, Okay, we want peace, but I don't. I'm not doing anything, you know. So this doesn't work because the whoever wants evil, they are doing already, you know. So we have to be big in numbers and so much high in faith to believe in nonviolence and to make things happen so that it it can literally happen. Because uh, it's it's kind of hard to make it happen. It's not it's nothing new, and all these uh, inspiring leaders that made this happen in the past, they worked a lot and working is very important and it's basic, but uh, always any work and any activism, it comes from a thought, from an idea, from something that you are inspired within 
that's why you want to go and work on how to go if you're not inspired you just okay. and just scroll on facebook which most of us do now you know like we're too lazy and we don't want to do anything we just scroll and then you see on facebook or on the social media stuff that it brings you more down and you say like oh i'm hopeless now i don't know i'm, I'm not i mean i don't think that it's going to really happen so uh, uh so this is the circle that we should break in a way that i always try to work and meditate on myself to go out of this to be active to work on my imagination how i envision things because uh, you know when i first came to philly right yes uh, I, did a, uh, i did a peace building uh campaign i went to four or five schools uh it was in summertime you know they were gathering we did through art and through uh, uh through art and through music so i collected kids in neighborhoods in philly So we we came all together and I I I was teaching them the peace song and they were singing all together there are lots of links on my uh, website and youtube so uh I did this like in different countries but also I did it in Philly because I was too inspired like I'm going to do and there is the peace walk here you know they do in yes, uh, they have the peace walk they yeah. have the peace train too but then exactly. I guess well, I think it's changed because of covid yes yes, uh, yes. No, obviously right now we're we're living you know, in a different <laughs> We're living huh? in a different world, totally different world, with the COVID. Uh, yeah, a whole different world completely. We have yeah. to um, understand uh, 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 what's going on right now and how to, uh, you know, get around it. But yeah, you're right; people are have become complacent, and yeah. you can tell that. Here's how you can tell people are complacent: when they log into a, a site, they read the title, yeah, and based on the title alone. They determine their whole background of what's going on based on just the title. Even now that Twitter has made it so that if you click a link, it says you should read the article before you comment, because people over and over again will comment yeah. on a subject, and then, but then, and they'll say something like, well, "Why didn't you talk about this?" Yeah. And then you're like, "Well, we did talk about that. Did you not read the story?" Well, no, I didn't have time to read the story. I just read the, you know. Yes, because you know. Um in a in a world that we are scrolling all the time it's hard to stop by you know so sometimes now i just think that maybe i should uh i i try to imagine you know these old days when when you're driving on 101 and <laughs> and you know and suddenly you see uh, and you're not looking at the advertisement on the road you know so right. then suddenly you see something like Uh, which is sexual or which is violence you know suddenly some like blood or something and yeah. then something you stop and they say oh, okay we got your attention now we're yeah. selling you coffee you know cheers you know, that, you so, know what it reminds me of yeah so here's what this reminds me of yeah it's someone who they you know i always tell people that there's two signs people always read mm -hmm. free shoes no shoe sale and free money all right so if you put shoe sale in small letters on the freeway somebody yeah. drive out would go where's the shoe sale yeah. or if you say free money they see that but yeah. they don't see anything else past exactly. that point and like this one lady once who told me that she doesn't read signs because she's afraid she might crash yeah same thing with the internet they don't read internet because they're afraid their brain's going to crash yes 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 definitely. we got a minute left before we go for another break so you want to tell me give me what you got real quick All right, so I just wanted to uh, to say in the scrolling thing, I try to uh, put you know something that it can be a little bit attractive, 
So many times I put like, you know, like uh, when I'm playing the guitar or, you know, I'm with a dog or, you know, something that it's, it's, it's not just a message and the message should go through. That's why I always say positive message through the power of music, art and speech. So I have to do something else and put the message in it. All right. Well, that's good. So when no. we come back, we're going to start to wrap things up and talk a little bit more about your book. Awesome. And, um, and, and you know what? I'm really having a great time talking to you. I wish we could be here forever, but I know we can't because you have things right. to do. But we'll take this yeah. break and we'll be back in one minute. Awesome. <sighs> been watching TV for a while. Could you get me some water, please? Sure. Do you want water in a nondescript bottle? Or would you like it in your caught misbehaving mug? Why are you saying nondescript bottle? I'm confused. Because we don't have a sponsor. Oh, that's right. We have a sponsor. Uh, so I guess you can't eat none of your nondescript ice cream. Nope, because I really want some ice cream, but I got to get it from a nondescript container. Wow. I mean, it seems kind of strange that we're saying nondescript. What do we have to do to change that? Get a sponsor. A what? A sponsor. Oh, and that's why we have this little gap in between so that a sponsor can fill in the blanks and we don't have to say nondescript anymore we could say sponsor instead of nondescript but instead we keep saying nondescript non <laughs> thank you for uh tuning in with us and uh we hope to find a sponsor soon. Really soon and we're back to our program so welcome back once again we're talking with peter jam who is our guest today and he was born during the civil war in lebanon uh, he's also a descendant survivor of the American genocide. Armenian. And a pet psychologist, and he basically a, a dog whisperer. Armenian genocide. What did that right? What did I say? I guess you said American genocide. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Armenian. Wow, that was bad. Yeah. All right, let's take that one back. <laughs> All right. Armenian genocide. Thank All you right. for correcting me. And I didn't know you can actually hear me. Boy, yeah. that was bad. He has an upcoming book named Fake Peace and True Peace. But what we do want to talk about is the fact that you are a cancer survivor. Yes, also. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, over, over a decade and a half uh, for that. Um, and it took me a year, you know, to 100% get cured. But it was a lot of lesson to learn. And actually, my book starts with it, uh, telling the story of how... Uh, you know, I was this happy-go-lucky person that I had a punk band and I had a, you know, convertible cabrio car. And uh, even though I come from a poor family and I didn't, I didn't have lots of money, but I didn't care. I was just like, you know, doing some, uh, you know, rock gigs and whatever. And suddenly I figured out that I have a big tumor and um, I might not even wake up tomorrow. So, uh, so that was a big shock. But uh, uh, after uh, getting like, you know, the the traditional stuff back in those days, the chemotherapy and the radiotherapy and whatever. Uh, I'm uh, I'm glad that I had cancer, not that I'm glad that I survived. So this is something that I always say that I'm so glad and grateful that I got the cancer because uh, that made me also. Uh, I'm not gonna say that made me who I am, but I can say that that helped me to be whoever I am right now. So this is the time when we actually take questions from people. And right. I started, I chuckled a little bit because I wanted to read a comment to you. I'm gonna yeah. put up on the screen that was posted while you were talking. And All that's right. why I kind of got a little smile. So mm -hmm. the person wrote, 
the real reason aliens will never invade the Earth is because the distance between the stars is too great in order to make the work their wild. Also, why would they invade Earth when they can get what they want from mining asteroids? And we try to tell people that the title is not about actual aliens. It's about the fact that things are so bad sometimes on this planet that yeah. aliens would avoid this place. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's funny how when you mention aliens, people come out and they, they want to argue with me about aliens. Some people say aliens are really here. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing about here we're doing here is we're trying to bring awareness exactly. to things on Earth right now that are so, you know, crazy yeah. that it's worth talking about. And yeah. I think the title grabs your attention. Unfortunately, it grabs a bunch of attention from Area 51, which <laughs> we don't always want, but we get. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, uh, talking about aliens, recently I was trying to study, uh, you know, whatever there is in history, you know, like they recorded history. So I found out a place called, uh, it's a city in Turkey right now, which was an ancient Greek city, Ephesus, mm -hmm. next to Izmir. So in Ephesus, uh, they figured out that archaeologists and, you know, even scientists, I, they came out that there was something which was, which was extraterrestrial, that they were there, you know, like thousands of years ago. And then I started to, you know, reread things. And then I figured out, there is a documentary called Thrive, and in it, in the beginning of Thrive, they were like going different uh, uh, places around the world. Like there is a place called Forbidden City in China, or there is a place in Egypt, or the Mayan culture, uh, you know, they have some stuff that um, they think that all this, uh, you know, designs that happened uh, uh, random places around the world, uh, which is not man-made, what can it be? So. Uh, it's it's kind of interesting uh, to go and you know go and you know sometimes it's so easy to say like okay they don't exist uh, I don't see them I don't believe in them there's nothing you know but sometimes you can just like you know go and I'm I'm that kind of person that I always go and search also between different languages that I speak different libraries and you know not just online and I figured out that you know uh, there is a big possibility that there was extraterrestrials uh, that you know uh, that they were in on Earth or they left or they're gonna come back or they're not gonna come back. I don't know, but I just know one thing that if they ever exist, they are so much more advanced and so much more intelligent than us. So well, I mean, you know, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not trying to put down the human race, but it doesn't take much to be more intelligent than us. I'm just putting it out there as a yeah i had you know, that if you, at, if you look at some of the stuff on right now you wonder what in the world is going on you know and i, I say that every day yeah i have that com conversations with my dogs uh with my clients dogs always i ask like you know i have like intimate uh conversation you know like so what did the dogs tell you uh whatever you said they kind of agree with you <laughs> 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 they wouldn't disagree with you. I, I tell you this though: some people went to check your Instagram page out, yeah, and they said it's a fun page. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I'm glad that you're doing these things. I'm glad that you're creating awareness, and yes. I'm glad that you're you're a peace ambassador because we know we need peace. We need peace, yes. and that is something that is not readily available nowadays. All we see on there is. Uh, hatred and violence and yes. and this and that and i'm so and so and and to me it's you know it's, it's crazy yes 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 definitely definitely and the most important thing that i like to always talk about is uh what am i doing 
And if everybody asks themselves, you know, they, I sit with Peter and I, I talk to myself, what am I doing, you know, for making things better, not just for me, for others. And uh, how am I making uh, somebody's day better? How am I reflecting something that, you know, somebody just like cursed me in the middle of the street, you know, what am I doing, you know? Shall I, am I saying like, oh, I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to, you know, like, you know, or I'm just like screaming at him. You know, like these little things also it starts with the family, with, you know, inside our yes. families and it starts, uh, you know, in the society and in the country and in the city and the country and the world. So uh, always the question is not the what others are doing for me, but what right. am I doing for, for others and also for my country and for the world, you know. So it's all like this, this interconnected thing that we always got into the this again i was telling you about the survival mode right into the survival yes. mode that no i'm gonna save myself i'm gonna be you know like i'm gonna kill everybody i'm gonna lie to everybody just to make more money more money more greed more more this more that more that and then we see that our lives are ending every day every yeah. single day and uh and then uh, uh once we start to uh start with ourselves that's why i titled also on my album peace starts with peace starts with you and me my friend so I personally don't have enemies. And I, if you're going to be my enemy, that's your thing. I'm, you are not my enemy. Unless I decide you to be my enemy. You can hit me. You can hate me. You can do whatever. But for me, you know, I, uh, my unconditional, unconditional decision of right. not hating you. You know, also in my book, I say that. <laughs> the word hate, you know, the word hate, if I say I hate, you know, this cup, I hate whatever, the word hate is inhuman for me. I consider yes. the word hate. I, I say you can dislike. The word yes. dislike, there is so, no But hatred brings violence always. If you are the most peaceful person and you say that I hate this car, I hate that, eventually you will, you will, you will hate the owner of the car who made it. From which country it comes the car Peter, and then yes we are on the same page you know why yeah. because i believe and i tell people all the time they say i hate this i hate that and i say hate is a strong word yeah. never say you hate something always yeah. say if you don't like something you can say i dislike yeah. i dislike greatly but i yeah. do not like the word hate because when you hate something it's yeah. it, it's it, it kind of releases chemicals in your body that just, yeah. it just, it, it can make you sick just because the hatred builds up inside of you. And yeah. people do things um, all the time that, you know, that they don't like. And they first they go, oh, I hate that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'll tell them, yeah. don't use the word hate. Don't yeah. every, that is a word I don't like in my dictionary. It's, yeah. it's, it's just not good. And, yeah. and so what do you recommend to people when they get up in the morning? How can they start their day off and make their day peaceful? And, 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 and even though the world around them may irritate them, what should they do to avoid becoming part of that irritation? You know, being in tune with, with the self is so much important uh, uh, with what you're doing. Even for your job, for money, for whatever it is, whatever you're doing and you love what you do, that will make you love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, then you cannot be peaceful for with the people around you because you're not peaceful with yourself, right? Because right. you, you just you start disliking or even hating yourself. So yes. I always say that uh, even if you're doing things for money, it can be sometime that you're doing that and you're not so much 
satisfied with yourself doing this job or whatever but at the same time you you will have free time like an hour two hours three hours five minutes ten minutes you know from the times that i used to teach music i used to tell to my students you just have to train yourself five to ten minutes every single day couple of chords on the piano on the guitar you know mm -hmm. and then after two three weeks four weeks five weeks you can see that oh you're playing knocking on heaven's door it's three three chords you know ring knock 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 you know so it's like uh it all starts with the self that how much time you're putting for yourself for the things that you love to do and once you do the things that you love to do uh you start to love yourself you you have inner euphoria within yourself if you so don't have that then you're not going to be peaceful with yourself first and foremost. So I'm not going to be expecting a lot not to be affected from social media or the media or yeah. politics or whatever and hating others. So negative thoughts breeds negative energy. Exactly. exactly. And tell us the name of your book and when do you expect it to be released? Or has it been released already? Um, uh, no, it's not released yet, but I'm, um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping to be released uh, before end of this year. So it's going to be maybe in summer uh i'm gonna try to work on it start working on it back i worked last year um and and hopefully also i can uh make an album also because i'm thinking of uh, after making this two two new singles i did uh which is also um uh, i released uh, the last the last single on the 20 uh, on the on the 15th which is which was last week and 20 is 21 is tomorrow with the official date of the release of the song good boy boogie and last uh, month also in december i released the song called butterfly people and people can check out on uh, amazon itunes and wherever um so butterfly people and good boy Boogie, two are new songs and the second song um, so each one has their story i don't know if you have time to talk about them it's like really inspiring both songs both uh oh, we lost Pete. And Pete, we lost Peter. His internet dropped out. Luckily, we're closer to wrapping up anyway, so um, he'll pop back in. Hopefully, and there he is. Hello, yeah. sir. Your internet dropped out just at the last second, huh? All right, all right. So the first song I was talking to you, to you that recently I released, Butterfly People, was written uh, a poem from Judy Wood, uh, who is a human rights advocate and an attorney in LA. Uh, so Judy uh, gave me this lyrics, beautiful lyrics that I wrote the song and I released last month. Butterfly people, people can check it out. And also, Good Boy okay. Boogie was a song that I I wrote to my dog Boogie, uh, which uh, there's the the picture uh, here, and also there's a picture here. Uh, people can see Boogie. Yeah, Boogie passed away six years ago. So I used to sing this song for him. So finally, I wrote an English version, um, uh, like English verse to it, even though I always say good boy boogie, but the main verse wasn't uh, English. It was a language that the dog understands only. <laughs> so I released that song just recently, and tomorrow is the official date, actually. The name is called Good Boy Boogie, and it's available on Alexa and all, uh, all the uh, internet market and uh, everywhere. And I wish I can make, uh, I can collect all the songs that I released for you and me. For example, there is hope for the hopeless, uh, peace for the peaceless, love for the loveless. There's this song I released also as a single. Uh, there is a birthday song coming up, uh, <laughs> maybe on my birthday. Okay. So oh, there's right. 
songs that are or like I'm working on. Uh, there's another song for Amin Jinosat. Maybe I do a, a, a duo with it or something. So uh, maybe I can also release an album this year. But I'm looking forward to work on both of these. But at the same time, I'm also working in Santa City, Philly for my, company, <laughs> for my love, Magic Dogs. Magic Dogs. MagicDogs.net. And uh, people, uh, uh, I, I mean, for me, it's very interesting to work with dogs and anybody that has dogs, they can hit me up and say whatever their dog is, um, you know, behavioral things that they don't like. And I can maybe give tips, free tips on Magic Dogs Net. Um, so these things that I do, it's like so, so much, there is so much passionately I try to do because I want to be peaceful. That's why. Okay. Uh, if I don't do these things that I love to do, I wouldn't be that peaceful. I wanna, I will, I wouldn't love myself. So if I wanna well, love, do what myself, you love to do. Exactly. On that note, Peter, we've exactly. uh, extended our stay. We've already bypassed our one hour mark. But I have to admit, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yes, um, it was great. You have great insight. Um, I look forward to things to come. I look forward to reading your book, Faith, Fake Peace versus True Peace. Yes, and your new music as it comes out. And I'm still waiting for my uh, theme song for. Uh, Alien podcast. So as soon right. as you uh, get that together for me, we'll uh, we'll, we'll put it in there as well. But ladies and right. gentlemen, if you're um, tuning in, this is uh, Peter Jam, and he is a music composer, uh, peace activist, and pet behavioral uh, specialist. Mm -hmm. And we want to thank you, Peter, for showing up. And um, we hopefully have you back again in another day, sir. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Peace. All right. Peace. So thank you for joining us. Uh, remember, uh, we are uh, very close to launching uh, it's, uh We're in beta testing right now, but it should be released soon. Uh, you can also log on and check us out on, um, on the podcast. There's uh, the Alien Podcast on Spotify, on Google, uh, podcast and a few others. So we want to thank you for joining us again, and we'll see you next week with a brand new guest. Have a good night. <laughs>